Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 17th of October. The Australian Defence Force has now been called in to help thousands of residents across regional Victoria in the worst flood disaster they've seen in decades. Authorities say the greatest areas of concern right now are around Shepparton and Echuca, with residents told to evacuate and thousands of homes already underwater, with hundreds more now at risk as local rivers peak. These residents telling Channel 7 and Channel 9 it's devastating. It's getting up to the level where it's going to be untenable very shortly. I don't want to stay there and see it wrecked. I'd rather go out and come back to it later and have time to deal with it. Just gutted. I've worked so hard on everything. I've done so much to the place. I've bought all nice things, furniture, worked real hard and just to see it all basically gone. At least 500 flood rescues have already been carried out so far and now authorities are concerned about more flooding with a new wet weather system set to move across Victoria later this week. Tim Weebush from the SES has urged residents to seek higher ground. We are concerned that there are a number of people that have chosen to stay. We're asking them to obviously be uh, within the highest part of their home over these next 48 to to 72 hours in particular while we see that peak flood go through the township of Maroopna, Shepparton and Kyala in particular. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese yesterday toured the flood zone with Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews, both leaders promising immediate financial assistance for flood-affected residents and also thanking the many hard-working volunteers and locals who have worked so hard to save lives and property. I pay tribute to the volunteers and the people in these communities who are showing such resilience once again in the face of enormous pressure that they're under. Australians are coming together uh, they're helping each other out. Meantime, disaster recovery allowance payments have also been activated for 44 local government areas across New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia who have been affected by the flooding. And in Tasmania, a massive clean-up is underway after floods swept across the state's north and northeast, with a number of local homes and businesses destroyed. Our reporter Tessa Randello is in Hobart with the latest. That's right, Tash. Volunteers and community members are working on clean-up this morning. There's some roads that are expected to be closed for some time as volunteers shift tonnes of rock, trees and mud from a landslide that knocked out power for 10,000 properties. The state's Premier Jeremy Rockliffe says a few showers that are forecast for this morning could still pose a threat. Even a small amount of rain can increase the river levels and creek levels uh, very, very quickly. SES members have already put in more than 2,000 hours in the efforts with 53 homes, 18 businesses and 21 community facilities lost in the deluge. But the full extent of the damage is still unknown. In other news this Monday morning, the federal government has announced a major spending blitz on upgrading transport infrastructure across the country. It's confirmed $9.6 billion for projects promised in the election campaign, including Melbourne Suburban Rail Link, upgrading Brisbane's Bruce Highway and an electric bus network in Perth. Finance Minister Katie Gallagher insists the upcoming budget will not drive inflation higher or add to the rising cost of living crisis. We're not going to be adding to inflation but through this program. We're, we're managing it responsibly uh, and through the budget, more broadly, we have been looking for savings. 
Meantime, former Prime Minister Julia Gillard will lead a royal commission into early childhood education and care. Ms Gillard will investigate the best way to bring forward the start age for preschool. The South Australian Government has pledged to give three-year-olds access to kindergarten by 2026. So much of a child's life chances are actually defined in the years before school when the brain is developing at such a rapid rate, which is why early childhood education and care in the years before school is so pivotal. Sydney Star Casino is set to be fined $100 million by the New South Wales Casino Regulator, the maximum penalty possible. It's understood the Independent Casino Commission will hand down its decision today into allegations the Star had organised crime links and money laundering within its casinos. Just last month, the Commission published a report which found the Star was unfit to hold a casino licence. A manhunt is continuing in Brisbane South this morning after two shootings which could be linked. In both cases, the victims were shot in the face. Our reporter David Dolan has more. Tash, these shootings happened just a few hours apart. The first happened on Saturday afternoon. The gunman hopped out of his car, walked into a front yard in Crestmead and opened fire at a man. The bullet missed, hitting a 58-year-old woman standing nearby. The second was a drive-by at Eagleby, 17 kilometres away, a man in his 30s suffering wounds to his face. Police are yet to make any arrests as they investigate whether these incidents are linked. And in an Australian first, 20,000 West Australians are set to take part in a groundbreaking study into the debilitating effects of long COVID. Health authorities will be contacting residents who've tested positive to the virus to take part in the survey. Long COVID is when people experience symptoms like fatigue, brain fog and muscle pain for weeks and even months after being infected. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Not a good way to start the week. The local stock market is expected to have a bad day today. Yeah, a 102-point drop at the open, and there's nothing likely to help the share market recover. Late last week, the Americans got a bad inflation number, and while there was a surprising surge in stocks on the news on Thursday, by Friday, rationality took over, and the fear of possibly two more 0.75% interest rate rises before Christmas really spooked the market. When inflation falls in the US, stock prices will fall. And Peter, our super funds are set to be tested like never before, but is this good news? Well, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, or APRA, will be putting our super funds through a new testing regime, and they have to lift their game. Their performance will be examined, and how they value investments are not valued daily by financial markets will be assessed. Many of the big industry super funds invest in buildings, airports, and other big assets, and they rely on valuations from valuers. If these valuations are lowered because of APRA, your returns will fall, and you might have to look for a new super fund. And the federal government, Peter, is set to introduce a possible law that will protect small business from unfair big business. Yeah, the Australian newspaper reports that Labor's Andrew Lee will ask Parliament to pass a law stopping big companies forcing small businesses to sign unfair contracts where there is no negotiations, prices can be lowered and orders reduced or even cancelled without compensation. This will give small businesses fairness when exploited by bigger businesses. Peter, big day ahead. Thanks so much. Cheers. 
Time for Sport Now with Josh Conway. Josh, good morning. There was Phillip Island heartbreak for a hometown hero yesterday at the MotoGP. Yeah, certainly not the homecoming. Jack Miller was after Tash and good morning to you. And there was a fair slice of irony in his exit from the Australian MotoGP. The popular Aussie was involved in a big shunt with Alex Marquez on Phillip Island, taking Miller out at the exact corner that has recently been named in his honour. The 27-year-old is fine, but said post-race he was feeling the effects a little. I feel all right, you know. I feel like I've been run over by a motorbike, that's for certain. Yeah, I got slammed from the rear. I mean, uh, came out of nowhere with nothing I could do about it, but uh, that's racing sometimes. The first race on the island since 2019 was taken out by Spain's Alex Rins. And Josh, in cricket, one of our stars is floating a possible captaincy revolution. Yeah, he is Tash. Test skipper Pat Cummins has suggested multiple captains could be used to lead Australia's one-day side. Speaking ahead of today's T20 World Cup warm-up against India in Brisbane, Cummins says it may take a few soldiers to cover Aaron Finch's retirement and a busy cricket schedule. Take a listen. I think just playing every single game, you know, isn't realistic. Yeah, we've got some great leaders in the team. I think it would be really seamless if you, if you had a kind of committee. And while we're on cricket, Tash, how about this for a start to the T20 World Cup yesterday? Lowly Namibia, who come into the tournament 1,000-1 to 1 outsiders, defeated powerhouse Sri Lanka in the tournament opener in Geelong by 55 runs. It was a massive boil over. Here is the winning moment on Fox Sports. And it's taken. The Namibians on fire. What a famous win for Namibia. Just watch the scenes here at the Gardenia Park. That is the beauty of sport. And finally, Tash, some early results from across the globe. This morning in the Rugby League World Cup, Italy has defeated Scotland 28-4, while Ireland was too good for newcomers Jamaica 48-2. New Zealand are also in action this morning. And in the English Premier League, Liverpool claimed a big victory over Manchester City, a Mo Salah strike handing the Reds a 1-0 victory. Josh, thank you. And two women in the UK have been charged after allegedly throwing soup over Vincent van Gogh's famous sunflowers painting. A video was posted by the Just Stop Oil campaign group over the weekend, reportedly showing two of its activists tossing tinned tomato soup on the artwork, which dates back to 1888 and has an estimated value of more than $130 million. The pair, aged 20 and 21, will appear in court charged with criminal damage. It comes after two climate change activists were arrested after allegedly gluing themselves to a Picasso painting in Melbourne last week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.